We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Emergency pod, Andy. Emergency. Emergency. Presented by Under Armour. Welcome to Light Years. You know, we potted last night. That was one of, I, it felt like a uh, pivotal game, just like the way that the game melted down, not playing Kuminga. And what do we get today to prove that it is an inflection point? Yep. Run to the show, Shams. <laughs> reporting i don't even know if you can call this because it's not an outright trade request but it's like you know warriors jonathan kuminga has lost faith in coach sources it's like very targeted and the the lead quote is thursday night was the straw that broke the camel's back one quote once, one once yeah i mean <sighs> i i guess we'll, we'll start here there's there's multiple things to go into but it's are you surprised? Are you surprised <laughs> we've gotten here with Kuminga? Because we've heard murmurings. We remember last year during the playoffs, he was mad he wasn't playing. And honestly, last night was just egregious on Steve Kerr's part. There's just no justification for that. Yes, the quote is perfect. Thursday night was the straw that broke the camel's back, one of the sources said. It's perfect. I mean, the whole article is that one sentence. Really, it's two sentences. It's it's the lost faith, and then it's that. Everything else is just kind of fluff, right? Everything else is just the quotes that Steve Kerr said. Uh, Sam, it's not a surprise. If our loyal listeners, um, everyone that's listening right now, uh, has listened to us bitch and moan about it, and, and this is about time. I, I thought about this this morning as, as the news slowly trickled out um, because now it's national before, news. Before it came out. What <laughs> came out? This, uh, Yeah. No, but as it came out, I, I thought if you're – if you're someone else looking in, let's say you're just a random Thunder fan or a random Hawks fan, and you look at this, I think most fans would probably say, oh, like, who are you, Jonathan Kaminga? Like, you're not you're not Wemby. You're not Chet. You're not any of these young superstars that gets to decide what they want to do because they're so good, right? So I think a lot of people have that take. But it really only takes you, like, 30 seconds to quickly realize, if you read about what the Warriors and what Steve Kerr has done in the last two years – quickly realized that I think, Sam, that Kaminga's right. That he is right. He is right because he's a he's a good player. I don't, you know, I don't I don't mean to cut you off there, but since they put him in the starting lineup, he's averaging about 15 points per game 
in 25-ish minutes. He'd get into the rim at will. You know, reasonable people can disagree how good he's going to be long-term. Like, half the time I still think, like, eh, he's probably more of an Aaron Gordon than a, uh, uh, you know, uh, a Kawhi Leonard or something, you know? Like, probably more of an Andrew Wiggins than a Paul George type of wing. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he ends up becoming that dude. Maybe he doesn't. Anyway, you slice it, he's still a dude who can help the team, who should absolutely be playing, who's getting jerked around for 38-year-olds while they lose games for no reason. So I think all that being said, it's pretty clearly he has a right gripe to do this. Um, it's it's a it's a team that I think you brought up inflection points, so maybe we go there, is that I, I think everything's kind of coming to a head for them. Um, I don't think they wanted to make the decision this early. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw Masai Ujiri make a trade uh, <laughs> less than a week ago. Right, four weeks before the trade deadline, which is a little surprising, um, or five weeks before the trade deadline. So I think now for the Warriors, can they even wait until the trade deadline to do this? Um, because it feels like it, it's it's it feels like like is Kaminga even going to play tonight? I think is like a real question. Then we have news coming out yesterday from Dumas, Jason Dumas, friend of the show, that you know Moses Moody is all is all annoyed and he didn't play last night either. You think he's happy about that? So this is a team that's not going anywhere. And now, do we have our first player-coach uh, fight, so to speak, in the, this era? Sam, is this the first one? I mean, Draymond and Steve had that in 2016, but they're, they're good friends. It didn't seem like Kaminga and Steve are friends. Uh, this, I think, is the first one. Kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's different. It's different, in my opinion. It's... um. Draymond was starting and he wanted more and him and Steve and you know, someone, someone texted me, by the way, I don't think they really get along. Someone texted me that uh, Draymond and Kerr have in-law energy with him, with Kuminga. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I don't hate, I don't hate that at all. But um, what I was going to say is uh, it does feel like Kuminga is just kind of, over the fact that his he's not a priority for Steve Kerr mm. in any capacity. And he probably is like, if you're not going to play me, just trade me to a team who will. I'm a young guy. I have a career I want to do. And it's like, if I play poorly, I get yanked real quick. But if I play well, you still bench me. You know, that's kind of um, where we're sitting here. And then like, just from a warrior perspective, it's like, dude, you kind of need him. You kind of need Jonathan Kuminga out there because you're small and you're unathletic and no one gets to the rim unless Steph feels like putting his head down. Uh, and honestly, at 35, I don't need Steph throwing his body with the trees oh, all day. Either. He's also guarding Aaron Gordon on the other side. <laughs> it's like, what, what, are we, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Um, it it feels like a now that it's all public, mm-hmm. how do they come back from this too? Um, which is where I think if you're going to ask the question, is Kuminga right or wrong? Uh, from a team perspective, you can argue uh, this isn't good. Uh, this is yeah. this is wrong. This is from a team person. I'm, I'm him personally. I think he's right. But for this team to move forward from this, I don't know how they do that unless it's to get Chris Paul off the roster, get Wiggins off the roster, get him off the roster, uh, ship his ship him somewhere else. So from a team perspective, yeah, he he's wrong. Um, for for himself, he's not. That's what makes it so difficult for this team. Is that now they're 16 and 18 going into a game against the Pistons? What if they lose to the Pistons? <laughs> what if they lose to the Pistons? Um, 
this is a really really it feels like a very lebron team it not even a lebron team because lebron teams when they do this they might even be winning at times it feels like your standard shitty team that how they operate right I like think, those bad orgs that we've made fun of these last eight years and you know what i think this is i think this is the warriors finally having to deal with what they haven't dealt with for three years, I have no clue how they want a title in 2022. I'm going to be honest with you. The further away we get from it, the more I'm like, that was kind of fluky. They ran into the perfect path. The chemistry was randomly, like, I don't know. It was it was never meant to last because it was built on guys like Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins who are kind of unreliable characters, but they came together. And then if 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 you have a good team, Steph will take you home. Right. Like that's what we know. Right. But when you're looking at this thing, it's like they draft guys who they want to develop, but they have a head coach who doesn't want to develop players. The core wants to compete. The young guys want to play. There's just disconnect left and right all over the place. Um, And, you know, the Wiseman pick, they just got rid of him. Jordan Poole plays great. They don't give him really what he wants. They end up getting rid of him for a 38-year-old Chris Paul. Uh, and now you have Kuminga who's like, hey, I can help the team. I should be playing 30 minutes a game. I'm one of the better players on this team. All of which I think is probably true. You know, I what what whatever you think of him, he should clearly be in the top eight of the rotation getting 25 minutes a game. They're not deep enough at that position to not get him those minutes, you know? Uh, and, and he's getting yanked around too. Uh, and I don't know. Are you going to just say F it, trade all the kids and just go veterans and go down with the ship? Are you going to say, Steve, it's been real. You're a great coach. Your time's up. We're bringing in someone uh, like a Nick Nurse or an Eric Spolstra who can do both things at the same time or or what? But this whole like we don't want to give up the young kids because we think they have a future, um, but also we trust our coach and culture, well, they don't really have a culture anymore. Well, it that just feels like a bunch of just feels like a bunch of individuals with individual agendas. Well, that that's the one, right? That's that's probably the next logical step of this. The end of this dynasty is that is that the culture is shot. Um, yeah. And you can argue that that probably started with Draymond, uh, honestly, uh, less so Kaminga, mm-hmm. but started with Draymond knocking out one of the kids that really you know, was one of the driving forces to lead him to a championship. Keep, keep you know, last season kind of ends that. And uh, do you think, like, do you think people care what Draymond says in the locker room anymore? Like, they didn't care last season. They certainly don't this season. And they re-signed him to a four-year deal. <laughs> can, can, can he even go into the locker room? Yeah. Like, like well, forget forget listening to him. He's not even in there anymore. Well, know? technically he can be, but he's not, right? That Which is even worse. So so it's like, he, he could be, but the Warriors just like, yeah, no. Nah, no, we don't want to hear from you. Actually, we we don't need your ass in here. And uh, but then they put himself in the situation where they re-signed him for four years. You and I sit across from each other, and we're like, yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good deal. Like I'm I'm good with that. Like they do they do need him. He um, can play. He can play. He that, can play. The, the, funny, the funniest the subplot of all of this is like, if he's physically right, he's still a defensive game changer. So and now you just don't have any type of culture as much as Steph is the leader of that culture. He can't, he can't tell people, multiple people with multiple different agendas 
like what you're saying, how to feel from all different phases of life. You've got kids that want to earn $100 million on the next deal. You've got veterans that want to prove that they're still good, even when they're not. You've got guys that aren't showing up to the games. You've got coaches that won't be flexible with their game plans or adjustments, even when things are going down. So he's kind of, I mean, this team is, <laughs> you're right. It's just, it's like a baseball team, right? Because you, yeah, baseball is always kind of just, you know, just people kind of do it. Football is kind of like that too. There's just so many guys. It's it just, there's other, there are different people doing different things, you know, offense with offense, defense with defense. Well, basketball is always a little different because like, there's only 10 of them. It's only 10 or 15 dudes. And Usually, you have to play both ways. Yeah. So you, you do need to, and we've seen the Warriors when they're good. Yeah. You're, you're connected. You yeah. know, Steve Kerr loves to talk about connectivity. On and <laughs> off the court, right? It's just not the total opposite of that. And no. uh, and everyone's to blame. That's what's most, uh, I wish there was a straight answer. You know, you. I want to I answer this. You said the punch was the beginning of the end of the Warriors culture. I'm I I go back further. Mm. I think Clay returning from injury was the beginning of the end of their culture. Mm. The Warriors, all their issues go back to benching Jordan Poole. I really think that they were 28 and six in January. Yeah. Since then, they've been a 500 team. They finished the rest of the year 500. They're basically a 500 team last year. What are they right now? A 500 team, maybe a game, a couple below now, a couple above, but. Oh. That textbook definition of an average ass team, right? Clay coming back and forcing Jordan Poole to the bench when we knew Jordan wanted to start, and when, quite frankly, it was working. They found something that was working instead of being the veteran who was willing to be the bigger person and pull an Igudala. I think that was the beginning of the end. I think it led to Jordan acting out more often. Jordan acting out more often led to Draymond clocking him. Yes. Draymond clocking him led to none of the young guys respect. I mean, it's just, it's all, it all goes back to selfishness. It all goes back to, and maybe you can blame Kerr. Maybe Kerr needed to be the one to tell Clay, I love you, but for the betterment of the team, I need you to start coming off the bench a little bit. He's still the only guy in this entire team who's never once caught. Steph Curry came off the bench. You know, um, and I'm not trying to blame him at all because none of us can know what it feels like to have gone through that much rehab and that much injury. But it does feel like when management is trying to push young kids to play, but the coach is trying to protect his old guard, these little things keep popping up that lead to everyone having individual agendas at all time. And that's kind of the one that pops in my mind. I I think you're right from a timeline perspective. I also think it was unavoidable. I think that is unavoidable. Um, I think that there was going to be no chance in hell that Clay was going to come off the bench, even if it was working. And the emotional side of basketball was always going to be, you got to give him a chance to be that person again. And it took Steph to come off the bench. You just said it to prove a point and they did win a championship that season. Um, so I, it's like, so it's two things. Like I agree with you. That is when the two timelines, it started varying off different tracks. They pulled it together just enough that may and June to win a championship, but the process to get them all screwed up and here had already started, right? Like that's, that's what you're trying to say. It already started. I just don't know how you avoid that. You go back in time. I don't know what you do different. 
I honestly don't. Because if you did something different, maybe you don't win a championship. Um, but we're here now. And I think yeah. we're here now because of that. And which is why I think a lot of people, a lot of people have have kind of, you know, kind of thought back and said, you know, these last two years have been super tough. And this season is it probably isn't gonna get too much better. Uh, but it was kind of worth it because it was kind of worth it because they found a way to win that championship in 2021, 2022. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. You could maybe argue that that's the case. Today's uh, breaking, breaking news light years podcast is brought to you by Under Armour, brought to you by Steph Curry. Steph Curry makes you believe you can do anything. And the Curry 11s are specifically designed with ultimate balance grip and stability to allow everyone to do their thing. New generations of ball players are coming up and showing the basketball world that the old rules do not apply. The future is exciting, fast, positive, and hungry. This NBA season, rock with your favorite player. Rep his shoes on and off the court. The Curry 11s are perfect for both the committed and casual ballers. The UA Warp Tech makes your shoe feel like it was designed for your feet. Locked in no matter what you do on the court, so stopping your tracks with a dual-density UA flow cushioning and traction, an emergency brake you don't even notice. Steph's 11th signature shoe steps into the second decade of a sneaker career, pulling colorway inspiration from the wonders of a positive and modernized future on and off the court. Take these kicks with you when you leave scrimmage and rep UA wherever you go. Do your thing. Change the game. Future Curry is available now at currybrand.com. And today's Light Years podcast is brought to you by our people at Lucy. Lucy makes next level nicotine. If you're tired of buying the same mediocre pouches everywhere you go, stop settling. Switch to Lucy. Uh, Lucy stands out in an otherwise boring market because every other nicotine pouch company is owned by Big Tobacco. Lucy has pouches with flavor capsules for an instant rush, nicotine strengths up to 12 mg's, and gum with actual flavor. Lucy is made by people who love using nicotine for grinding at work, late nights at the bar, or taking the edge off in the morning. Uh, Lucy is unique. It's got premium ingredients and flavors, 100% pure nicotine, no tobacco ever, cornucopia of strengths and flavors. You've got the mild 2MGs to the spicy 12MGs. You've got mint and wintermelon, uh, which is actually my favorite flavor. Embrace island life, tropical mango and pomegranate, or get weird with espresso and apple cider. So skip shopping at the gas station, order online at lucy.co slash light years and use promo code light years to get 20% off your first order. Lucy offers free shipping and has a 30 day refund policy. If you change your mind, that's lucy.co use code light years to get 20% off and always free shipping. And here comes the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age and every order is age verified. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I mean, is Steve a goner? Right to it. Straight to it. I think he is. Like now? No. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think now, right? I don't think anybody thinks now. Okay. But uh, just, I just wanted to make sure I was on the same page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do people want him gone now? Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, I think you're asking. You think you're asking, is he is he going to be here next season? I think no. I think no. I actually think you called this a few months back, saying that that one of Steph, or excuse me, one of Clay and Steve was not going to be here next season, and and kind of looked at you sideways when the season started. But it's it's pretty clear now that I don't think Steve is going to be here at the start of next season. Pretty clear. Is Kuminga here past the deadline? 
Uh, Yesterday, I want to say this. Yesterday was the first time my mind went to, you know what? If I'm the front office, I'm kind of like, man, fuck you, Steve. I don't want to trade him for Siakam. Why can't you just play him more so we can develop him and see what he can be instead of throwing kids away for expensive 30 year olds, you know, and I like Siakam and I think Siakam even more. And I think there's a very reasonable chance Kuminga will never be as good as this version of Siakam, you know, Um, but he might, I can understand the perspective though, where you're like, man, if we had Quinn Snyder as a coach, if we had Nick nurse who unlocked Tyrese Maxey in a way that I didn't know was possible, we had Eric Spolstra. Yeah, I'm just naming Pasco Siakam, by the way. Let's speak. Right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we had one of those guys, we could, you know, who's to say Kuminga doesn't become as good as Siakam in a year's time? Who's to say that? You know, I, last night was the first I was thinking that because he played so well and just got benched for no logical reason. Uh, with all that said, there's just no way the team enjoys him leaking this stuff. Yeah, and if you start giving him what he wants, you set a really dangerous precedent. Yeah, you know. Yep. And so I, I guess, like, yeah, take it back to your question. Do you think he's gone in the next month? I mean, the deadline's thirty-three days away, so we'll call it a month. God, you really kind of made the argument that they can't keep him because of the precedent, but at the same time, is the precedent not? somewhat justifiable in this case uh now we know that kaminga has been so angry lately uh for weeks now but this felt so it just felt so right the way that what he was talking about okay i think that he's actually gonna stay um i don't think they choose between the two i think the warriors look at this team and they go we're gonna move off chris paul we're gonna move off wiggins if we can we're going to go give a pick or two. We're going to move off Moses Moody. He's actually the one that's getting hurt more than Jonathan Kaminga. We're going to move off Moody. Maybe somebody will want him. Uh, but we're going to keep the kid that we think can be, let's just say, 80% of Pascal Siakam. But we're going to keep him. But we're not choosing him over Steve. But we're going to keep him. Steve's going to be here to the end of the year. And Steve's not going to be here any longer. And I think and Kenny Atkinson is the coach next year to just kind of cap it all off, Sam. So I don't think that's super exciting, but but I, I think that's that's where they go. They trade Chris Paul for a uh, maybe they finally get a center. Wow, <laughs> wouldn't that be something? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a goner. There's no it's, way he's past it's the, the type of move that makes them better, but doesn't really change the trajectory of the team, yep. right? Yep. And then Steve retires in the off season we all say nice things about him because end of the day even if this is ugly sure, even if i'm sure. done with him like it doesn't change that he's the most accomplished coach the franchise ever had you know yeah uh, and and in some ways part of the reason i want him to go is just so we can like enjoy him instead of having to watch the downfall right we also you know people get really annoyed uh, mm-hmm. sometimes at us saying you know, our criticism of Steve Kerr, it's like he's won four championships, blah, blah. You can't, well, it's like, well, are we not watching all watching the same stuff, right? And so I, it would be ref- a refreshing change of pace, I think, for the players and the organization to also say, um, and, and for it's the players. Also, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And they may have some of the same faces. Like, Steph's going to be here next season. 
Mm-hmm. Um, well, outside of him, Pajemski's going to be here next season. Uh, so outside of those two guys, I don't know. Trace Jackson Davis is going to be here, but I, you can't tell me that for sure Clay will be here. You can't tell me for sure Draymond will be here. But at the very <laughs> Kuminga, who knows? Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Okay. But at the very least, we all get some new voices, and uh, this team has enough talent for them to still have a chance. But Sam, I, I don't, I don't actually, I don't know how they can sell Kaminga with how good he's looked lately and and pivot towards that route when I don't think the front office is is happy with Steve either. They're not sitting here and going, you fans are wrong. Joe's not sitting here and going and going, Andy and Sam are absolutely wrong. We stand behind Steve. Now he may say that yeah, publicly. Joe's Joe's in the how group, he feels. Joe's in the group chat now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh with Wiseman, the front office had to eat it. Uh because ultimately with just there's there's no like oh it's steve ruined it no it's it, it just a whiff it just it sadly it happens it happened um kuminga is a good player Kuminga's the classic you know okay he, he's not like chet or like one of these dudes where like day one you're like oh that's a franchise guy but he's also not like a bad like he's in that middle ground where you're like he might develop into an all-star he really might right and that's kind of where I can understand how infuriating it is for the front office to watch like, dude, he could be that piece that makes us better. He could be that piece that makes it so we beat the Denver Nuggets, not lose to them, that sort of stuff. So do you uh do you remember Kenny Atkinson's tenure at the Brooklyn Nets and what he was known for? I know you remember because this is player development, you, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean he's a wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. He's and yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what direction they would go if Steve left. Would it be Kenny? Would they go get like Budenholzer? I've heard his name mentioned. Oh, Weird. That is a. Isn't that like Steve's friend, close friend too? Like, I mean, uh, they're from the they're from the Spurs coaching tree. Yeah. By the way, can we give Coach Bud a little credit? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, uh, maybe those dudes in Milwaukee aren't as good as y'all think, and maybe he was did a better job with them than he gets credit for. Oh. But that's yeah. a that's a different conversation. That's a, that's another. Oh, Sam's preparing us for for Boonhoser as head coach next season. I think it's yeah. going to be Atkinson. I think it's it's pretty I, don't know. I mean, it's like I, okay, let's let's get back to this season. Okay. All right, we still right. we still got like all right. 40 No, we still got 50 of these left. Yes, oh. sir. <laughs> oh god. Oh, it's daunting. It's daunting when I say numbers out loud. Love it. Uh is it just cooked for this year? Like, is, is that what it is? That is that just where we're at with this? Like, I don't know. What do you think? You you said you don't think Kuminga gets traded. I think it would behoove the Warriors to make a, a move sooner or later. Um, it doesn't help them to wait until the last second. These the, the clock is ticking. Everybody knows that they're going to make a move. Why not just make a move? when you can make a move, which is any time between now and the trade deadline. I, and I understand you're probably not getting the best trade offers until the, that day, that week, blah, 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 blah. But for, I think, the Warriors to save this season and give them a fighting chance, because right now they're they're not in the play-in. Like, can, can we, as bad as it is, Sam, I would still like to watch this team play in the postseason. Like, yeah. I just, everybody would. Joe Lacob would. He he would want the gate revenue for, for three to four chase games, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, they're still going to push towards that. I think the only thing that I, I can say that I don't think is going to happen is I don't think they're going to make a monumental trade 
I don't think that's Siakam. Is Siakam is, like, I don't, I don't, I don't. But it would qualify as monumental if it yeah, has to be, has to be. Okay. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, I don't think it's going to happen because I actually do think they're going to hold on to Kaminga. I, I think they've convinced themselves of that. But, but Paul, Wiggins, Moody, first round picks. Um, it's even, probably, even probably, probably not getting you Kaminga, but I hear you. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it gets you, but I'm saying like those guys are out the door, right? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, though, they have to make those moves to get those guys out the door. And, uh, that, that's, mm. I don't know what that gets you though. I, I don't Wait. know what that gets you. It might get you shit. It might get you Maybe it might get you, uh, another guy in Toronto, former warrior trade talk target, Jakob Pertle. <laughs> Wouldn't he be a good fit? Though wouldn't yeah, he? I don't know be. how much of the needle that moves. Sure, but like wow. it's 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 a boring role player who makes you better but doesn't change the trajectory of your team. Yeah, yeah. but like you know they go from a playing team to maybe a six seed. You know, maybe they win a first round. And again, like maybe they don't care about that. That's not really what the Warriors have been like. That that's that screams Farhan, right? That doesn't scream Warriors where they try to hit the home run. But but I, mean, I would enjoy it. Maybe, if we get, maybe we can get Wiseman back. <laughs> Solid player, brother. Not a player that's going to be playing in Germany uh, with Anthony Lamb or wherever the hell he is. So I don't know. What do you? What do you? You don't think the season is? I, I don't. I don't think so. They've, they've got so much left to go. They've got pieces that they could play with. I'm. I think there's a better chance than you do that they trade Kuminga. I don't think it's fair, uh, but I think there's a reasonable chance the organization which has been pragmatic, will look at this situation and go, man, if we give him what he wants, what's next? And it would not surprise me if they did go get a Siakam. It would not surprise me if they made that type of move and then they also traded Draymond in a secondary move just because they're sick. Like it would not surprise me if they did like the opposite of everything they've done, which is make monumental seismic shift moves. I don't know if they all make them better, but like undoubtedly, if you were to move a Draymond, that's a seismic shift. You, 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 you trade Kuminga in a contract to get a Siakam. That's a seismic. These are, these are moves that change the entire complexion of the team. Right. Um, It would not surprise me if they did that. And, to hedge like a motherfucker, it also would not surprise me if they did what you said. <laughs> so I, I guess this is my way of saying, man, Mike, your first trade deadline's yeah. very, very interesting, my friend. It's uh well, I don't it's, it's <laughs> look, man, we know why Bob left. Um, <laughs> but it's uh what? I don't I don't envy like the high tension. Like these are big decisions in a, whichever way they go. These are big ass decisions. It it doesn't have. I don't think you can break your career when it's your first trade deadline. It looks like Dunleavy is going to be doing this for a very long time, but he has a chance to make his career. Uh, I, I think this trade deadline for sure. For well, I, think he, I think he could break. It. I think he could break his career easily. He does, I don't. The wrong, he does the wrong thing. He trades Kuminga. They don't resign Siakam, and Kuminga turns into a superstar. Yeah, okay, that's fair. His reputation goes back to what it was as a player. <laughs> hey, hey, but then he salvaged his career. He became a good role player. So maybe, maybe well, that, that's not how Warrior fans remember him. <laughs> that's not how I remember him. I don't like Dunleavy. So I, I'm with you. Moses um, Moody suddenly becomes the Danny Green, right? That, that we envision him being somewhere else. Helps he becomes Clay Thompson 2.0. Oh, boy. Yeah. You know, he helps the Lakers on the championship. 
Well, yeah. you know, I was listening to Simmons this morning, and, and he brought up the uh, the Lakers. LeBron James is uh, – this is not going to happen, but LeBron James kind of destinations, trade destinations, and uh, he brought up the Warriors as being one because LeBron has always wanted to play with Steph. I don't know if Steph necessarily wants to play with LeBron. But, you know, Mike, make that one happen. You know, talk about, like, drama-filled shit shows. Like, uh, you know, you know, LeBron comes on over. That'll, that'll be a, a sweet first-round exit team, but we get a lot of podcast content. But uh, no, to your point, I, I think uh, I don't think it's a one move deadline. I don't think it's a one move month. It's a multiple move month. Like it's, it's one, it's two, shit, three. <laughs> uh, he's got to work cut out for him. I mean, this is what I think creativity uh, is going to have to happen um, that Dunleavy is going to be able to show. So um, our callers yesterday talked a lot about where Lakeup's been. I find it fascinating that we haven't seen or heard from Lakeup in in weeks um so. get get on the tk show i need my i need my yeah. annual i need my annual tk uh tk lake pod he's the best i mean we need to hear from him the dude's hilarious i'm sure he's not happy i'm sure he'd have some mm-hmm. great quotes right now um i think we'll leave it there i mean Trade request, unclear what direction they're going warriors culture is non-existent fun times i think this next month will be an eventful ride. Best case scenario, it gives us a great final three months of the season. Sure. Worst case scenario, we're watching the basketball version of Giants baseball the final three months of the season, which I really don't want to see. We made a trade. We made a trade. We made a trade. <laughs> For an injured guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, God. That's like a Warriors. Remember when the Warriors traded Monte for an injured Bogut? I mean, that obviously worked out, but in the. Sh- but in the short term, it wasn't fun to watch him lose every game. Well, you, you'll like you'll like this one. Maybe the better mm-hmm. comparison for for those guys is the Trent Baalke era Niners, where they drafted every ACL guy and uh, thought they would, <laughs> they would just become great players after they would heal. And uh, ugh. well, they can't be as bad as the Giants. They're boring. At least the Warriors are entertaining. We've got that. Yeah, for sure. All right, appreciate you guys. We are going to be back. After the Raptors game on Sunday, we're calling it Thirst Fest 2024. Just every Siakam play, we'll be breaking it down on playback. You guys will want to. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance.
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.